finally I get a chance to talk with Dan Quinn. Dan, it's good to meet you finally. Taking over for Bob Nielsen, big shoes to fill, but I'm getting great reports on you, so those $20 bills you've been dropping around are, are working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I heard you have big shoes to fill up, I wouldn't need this job. <laughs> um, but Bob's been fantastic for me uh, getting started, and it's helped me so much just getting started. He was on halftime retirement as I got started, and he's done here at the end of this month in December. So very appreciative of him. Just the amount of information and knowledge he has is just, just second to none. Yeah, well, brilliant idea to have him stick around as a mentor for you for a little while. So talking to Castile here, you know, about the soybean crop and pretty much up our way, everybody who is a soybean farmer is also a corn farmer. A corn farmer is also a soybean farmer. So talking to Castile, kind of the same questions here. But, you know, as you look back over 2022, you know, the old thing about if you've been on one farm, you've been on one farm and it's like if you have farmed in one year you probably only farmed in one year this year was one of those years because it was so different starting off in 2022 we just had some of the most challenging weather situations and as i've kidded with a lot of people you know we were watching that crop go in and thinking when harvest comes around it's going to last about six or eight weeks because that's how the crop kind of went in the ground Uh, but kind of a goofy year and cold and wet in the spring some stuff even went in at the end of April and then struggled through that period. Some even had to be replanted. But you've got an overview of the entire state. So give me a, what your takeaway was. Yeah, I think it, it was kind of a, a an odd year, especially getting started. The month of May, you know, late April, you know, as you get through May, we just had a lot of rainfall. It was kind of cooler. It was a lot more wet. Um, There's just certain windows. Guys were able to catch a window here and there where they were able to get in. But a lot of folks were very behind, especially at the start of the season. And like you said, you know, if we're going to harvest for a long period of time because it seemed like you talking to folks around the state you'd have corn that was just all over the board in terms of how big it was and how you know what growth stage it was at so it was tough year getting into the the ground but eventually we did catch some weather kind of late may where it, it did kind of break for a lot of folks and it actually got really warm on us so they were able to kind of really catch up uh, to kind of that five-year average so it, it wasn't a disaster this year but a lot of folks were behind the aspect is when it was as warm and, and dry as it was when they were able to get planted a lot of that corn kind of shot out of the ground and really up got up and moving Um, but the issue with that is you know we got through may and we had a lot of that rainfall we're behind and then we got to may and then we get to june and then what happens the the faucet shuts off Um, it it got really dry for a lot of folks especially in the central part of the state i know in the northern part of the state they caught a little bit more moisture as well but the central part of the state was so dry in west lafayette where we're at in campus we had about 1.2 inches of rain in the month of june just south of lafayette about 0.6 inches of rain that's like 25 percent of normal yeah there were a lot of people who were saying, if I don't get rain in the next yes. week or less, I'm going to have a real problem. Yeah. We planted some of our trials just because we had to in late May, and it got to the point where I was getting a little concerned, is that yeah. corn going to come up? And we were able to catch a few rains here and there where it was able to get it out of the ground. But, you know, a lot of leaf rolling going on, a lot of corn that just didn't get as big, just didn't produce as much leaf area, as much biomass as we would hoped. And I think that dragged into maybe where some areas in certain parts of the state where yields just weren't as good as what we'd hoped. But I'd much rather have it kind of dry in the month of June than maybe month of July, August. And and one thing we actually saw is that the folks that actually kind of snuck that corn in a little bit earlier, they actually caught the dry conditions at a little more critical growth stages for the corn crop. And I think the guys that actually got in a little bit later caught some of that moisture a little bit later in those critical conditions for that corn. So those later planted corn crop actually did pretty well compared to some of that earlier planted corn. I think one of the uh, concerns there early on 
was once we did get seeds in the ground that the soil temperature, you know, because it was still cold and the soil temperature was such that you get the seed in the ground, but it's going to just sit there and water and it's going to start to rot. But, you know, you talk to some of these guys that have been around for a long, long time and you get into the middle of July, tail end of July, and, and they're now they're trying to find something good to talk about. You know, we talked about disaster enough. And that's when the conversation started to turn to, well, you do know that really it's more important what the weather is like at pollination. And then we got into pollination and I think we we caught a break. Yes, pollination is is so critical for a corn plant because it's such a short window. You know, soybeans can flower for a long period of time, six, eight weeks. A single corn plant will pollinate for a week, seven days, seven to ten days for an entire field. And if I have stress during that condition, that's such a critical period in that corn plant's life, you're going to lose yield because it's such a short window. And I think this year, you know, we're so dry in the month of June, but a lot of that pollination occurs in mid, a little bit later July, and we caught some of that moisture. And I think pollination was was very good. Coming back to the month of June and where we lost some of that yield is that we just didn't have the plant biomass, the leaf area that could support some of those ears. And we actually saw some of that kernel abortion or that tip back on some of those ears where maybe the yield just wasn't as good in certain areas. But again, you look at the, the USDA crop report that came out in November, 191 bushels per acre for the state of Indiana. That's, the, that's the, yeah. the second best yield that we've had. You know, last year was a state record yield in 195. We're at 191. And a lot of our trials and, you know, on-farm trials and a lot of the stuff that I've been working with farmers, I ask them, you know, how did it go? And, and a lot of folks were a lot better than what I thought. It's just, you know, we got into some of our fields where we do our research trials and we're going, where the heck did this yield come from? And I think it comes back to those conditions we had in August, September. It was moderate temperatures. We had very good soil moisture, very good rainfall during that period. One aspect when you have those more moderate temperatures and the adequate soil moistures is the grain fill duration. We're able to kind of extend that grain fill duration a little bit longer and we're able to fill those kernels a lot better. I think we had a lot bigger kernels, a lot heavier kernels this year and I think that allowed a lot of folks that were more concerned in the month of June to actually make yeah. up for some of that yield because those conditions were, were so well. And another aspect of that too is the disease um, too. You know, tar spot 2021 that's just a huge issue for a lot of folks. And, and this year because it was so dry in the month of June and parts of July a lot of that disease got pushed, got mm-hmm. pushed back and it, it did come in but it, but it came in a little bit later and I don't think the disease really hurt a lot of folks this year. Uh, and wasn't that because to a great degree the dryness that we got at the particular times that you indicated Mm -hmm. yeah so something like tar spot which is always the big topic for folks that disease is really driven by continual leaf wetness so if the wets basically those leaves stay wet for a period of time a lot of folks that have irrigation and stuff really really struggle with tar spot and and this year we just didn't have that you know that high humidity that is constant leaf wetness that really drive that environment that drives a lot of these diseases out there Um, a lot of those diseases did come in late you know i talk about more the moderate temperatures and rainfall on August to September. But when you get to those later growth stages, especially in corn, it's not going to impact yield as much. So it's, it's good to have it kind of come in a lot later. We're talking with Dan Quinn. He's with Purdue University and uh, taking over for Bob Nielsen in the corn side of things. We look at the test plots that you guys do each year, and as we've talked, you know, every year is a little bit different. This year was, you know, so different with regard to the weather. But what are some of the things that you think that, that we learned here in 2022 
Anything that we can take away from that going into 2023? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing I kind of touched on a little bit, I did have some planning date trials, and we actually saw the, the later planted stuff actually outperformed a little bit of the earlier planted stuff. I think earlier planting is a lot bigger factor for soybeans. Corn, it's more so just chasing those conditions so we can get it out of the ground a lot quicker, uniform, and get it off to a good start. And corn, even into late May, even into June, you can still contain, you know, hit a lot of that, that yield potential during the season. I think this year, a little bit later planting, caught some more of that moisture in those critical periods so that was pretty interesting this year um, one aspect you know sean mentioned sulfur we're always doing a lot of sulfur work on corn that is something that i get more calls about especially at the beginning of the year so we're seeing a lot of sulfur deficiencies in corn um, as well so we did have quite a few uh, sulfur responses around the year it can be dependent on soil type but also conditions um, as well um, another kind of interesting thing we saw was really with nitrogen with corn and, and when you know a lot of folks will side dress their nitrogen and put it out at different times during the season and and one thing we found is that when we did that a little bit earlier side dress it was in the month of june or late june it was so dry when that side dress well, that nitrogen was there we put 200 pounds of nitrogen out and i'm looking at some of my plots and they're nitrogen deficient and i thought well man i screwed something up but we started seeing it in other fields too that nitrogen was there but that crop just needs moisture it needs soil moisture to take up that nutrients whether they're there we see it with potassium too we start seeing potassium deficiencies show up in some of these drought conditions so we had some trials with different nitrogen timings throughout the year. Actually, some of those later nitrogen timings were able to catch some of that moisture a lot better um, and see those that yield response from those uh, specifically this year. Um, still, we did some fungicide work as well. We did see actually did see some responses from some of the fungicides, not so much on the, the tar spot front, but we did see quite a bit of gray leaf spot kind of come in, northern corn leaf blight. So we did have um, some of those. That was probably the most consistent input for us in some of our trials was that fungicide aspect, just that late season corn plant health and having the conditions we were we're able to see and protect that crop um, and, and drive some of those yields. So, yeah, that's kind of the big things we see with we had a lot of trials around the state. Yeah, that tar spot issue, we haven't solved that yet. And to your point, you know, this year it wasn't as pronounced as it was yes. uh, last year. So, on the one hand, you know, we want to see more of it so we can figure out how to treat it. But at the same time, a year like this where we don't have much, we're going, we escaped. Dan Quinn, Purdue University in the Corn Department. Thanks so much. Uh, very good to meet you finally face to face. Yeah, thank you very much. Podcasts by Federated Media.